0: Fantasy Sports Radio Network news update.
1: Some very positive news for Cleveland starter Carlos Carrasco. He has been cleared to begin throwing to live hitters this Friday. Carrasco has been out a couple of months after being diagnosed with leukemia. For the Mets, good news and bad news. Brandon Nimmo is expected to begin a minor league rehab assignment in the next seven to 10 days. He's been out with a neck injury. The bad news, Jeff McNeil is most likely to hit the injured list with an injured hamstring. For the Boston Red Sox, Brock Cole is away from the Red Sox for personal reasons. He left the team on Tuesday. He'll not be around at all on Wednesday, but he is expected to be ready for Friday night's series opener back at home against the Orioles. And for the New York Yankees, CC Sabathia should be back in the rotation on Sunday. He's been out with a knee injury. Ending NFL, Stephen Holder of the Indianapolis Star has clarified that Andrew Luck has not been diagnosed with a high ankle sprain. Some confusion currently out of the front office in Indianapolis. I'm Dan Straver, and This has been the Fantasy Sports Radio Network News Update.
0: Stay tuned to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network for more updates at the top of every hour. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Fight. Full-time fight. fantasy.
2: It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm Adam Ronis, solo here for the final hour, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Ronis, on the Gram at Aaron88, and find all my work at FullTimeFantasy.com. You can also find it too on SportsIllustrated.com as well. SI.com have uh, several articles up there this le- week, including one that just went up looking at the wide receiver position, how to attack it, who are some targets. Also, have a quarterback. Strategy on there as well as running back handcuffs. So those are all on there. Uh, you can get my updated rankings at fulltimefantasy.com. Use the promo code ronus 50 You get your first two months for the price of one. And, man, with all the news going on, i got to make more changes in the rankings. And, again, I have two drafts tonight. One is a season-long draft. One is a mock draft 14-team for SI. So, as I always say, When you're on the clock and under fire, that kind of really goes to show you how you value players, you know? So after those drafts, I kind of assess what I did and I will sometimes change the ranking because I'll say, you know what? I took this guy higher than the guy I have ranked higher. So I have to make the change because again, it's all about what you do with the money on the line. So. There will be more changes to come. And, again, as I've said, just make sure you print out the latest cheat sheet. Just wait until the final uh, minutes or hours before your draft to print it out. Uh, And i got a lot of drafts upcoming. i got two tonight. Friday, you want to take me on? You think you're better than me? You listen all the time, and you're like, oh, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I can beat him. Because a lot of people do that. And a lot of people step up to the challenge and fail. So, not going to win every league. We know that. But I'm always going to be in the mix for the most part. Unless you know get derailed by injuries. But no excuses here. So, if you want to take me on, here's your opportunity. Play FFWC.com. Friday night, Online Championship League, 10 p.m. Eastern. It's the Beat Adam Ronis League. So, if you think you're man enough to do it, step on up. You know, so many people talk a lot of garbage and then they don't back it up. You know, people were making comments about some of my articles on Sports Illustrated. And you have something to say, here you go. Put your money up. And if you win, beat me, I'll salute you. And if I beat you, I guess it doesn't mean anything. I'm supposed to win. That's how it goes. Kind of in a no-win position here. But, hey, just bring it, man. Let's go. Friday night. 10 p.m. Eastern. If you can't make it, don't worry. There'll be other opportunities. We'll have some more. But there's also drafts tonight. There's a starter best ball draft at 7 p.m. Eastern. 35 bucks, 24 rounds, 60 second clock. Six spots remaining there. Starter full season league at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. A draft and goal best ball draft at 9 p.m. Eastern. 28 rounds, 75 second clock. And it looks like our world championship online draft is sold out. That's going to be going on at 9 p.m. Eastern. But, uh... There'll be more World Championship drafts, uh, although they, they do sell out pretty good. I see one on the Sunday, the 18th, is sold out, but there's another one on Tuesday, the 20th at 9 p.m. Eastern uh, for the World Championship online draft, where the grand prize is $150,000. You can win as much as $12,000 in league prizes, so those are, those are pretty good. I think you want to get involved in those, so a lot of different opportunities to choose from, uh, and again, Head on over to FullTimeFantasy.com. Our preseason pro picks are up from some of the top high-stakes players around. And they give you a bust, a breakout, a sleeper, a comeback, and a stash in cash. And these have provided some very, very relevant players over the last couple years. I mean, just look at last night where, uh, I mean, last year, players on the list, Alvin Kamara, No, that wasn't two years ago. Sorry. Last year was Matt Ryan, Pat Mahomes, Mike Williams, Chris Godwin, James White. I think a lot of those guys worked out well. So make sure you come and join Ronus 50 Get your first two months for the price of one. Let's take a look at the latest news going on right now in the NFL. And a lot of it is injuries. And it's it's not great. And this is where the people who don't like to draft early kind of look good because uh, we just have a lot of cloudy situations right now. I mean, Andrew Luck. I mean, what the hell is going on with him? I mean, it's gone from, yeah, it's not that bad. Oh, it's a calf issue. Now it's an ankle, a ligament. So first there were reports that it was a high ankle sprain. Now Stephen Holder of the Indianapolis Star said that it's not a high ankle sprain. So the Colts just not very forthcoming here with the injury information. We went through this a couple of years ago. And so it's not only the calf that's bothering him. It's something else. Uh, I guess it's the ankle, but they won't say what it is. I mean, it's just crazy what's going on. And, you know, he's not going to play in the preseason. We know that. And they are saying he's not going to miss week one. But do you really trust him at this point? And you got to move luck down the board now. We've talked about how deep the quarterback position is. It doesn't. It's just you don't need to take him early on. Now, You have to decide, okay, where is the value? And, and again, this can be done. If he's going to slip, like, so we saw him go as the QB9 in an online championship last night in round 12. You know, I guess that's the area where I might start to think, hey, uh, he could be a value. He could be out there week one, week two. Again, he he could miss an extended period of time. We don't know. But you're going to get him at a perceived value right now just because we don't know. You can do it in a league like this, though, because look at the draft capital. It's round 12. You're really not sacrificing much. You're probably taking a quarterback in their range anyway. And then you can come back and get a backup quarterback, especially when you know your league format. In a home league, it's going to be a little bit more difficult because no matter how much everyone implores people to wait on the position, there's still people that are going to jump. They see how much they score. And they can't hold off. I see it in the uh, – I want I don't really pl- – I have a home league, but the competition is actually pretty good. People kind of wait a little bit. There is one other league that I play that is a work league where people still kind of push up the quarterbacks, and I still tend to wait. Uh, so you kind of have to make that decision. You know, this team went luck in round 12, breeze in round 15. And, you know – There were quarterbacks who went later. Roethlisberger was round 16. Lamar Jackson, round 17. Trubisky, round 17. Round 18. Dak and Garoppolo. So, it can be done. You just kind of have to make that decision. But it's just discouraging with luck and uh, what it means for the rest of the skill position players. So, just a lot of unsure information right now circulated by the Colts. When we return, we'll talk about a running back that is dealing with an injury. Someone that's already seen a stock fall. How much further will he fall? I'll let you know who it is and what it means next. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Wednesday afternoon, getting a day closer to the start of the second week of the preseason. And, man, it just seems like lots going on right now in football, a lot of injuries and a lot of situations that are just cloudy, from the holdouts of Melvin Gordon and Ezekiel Elliott to Andrew Luck. Just a lot going on, and uh, everything is changing by the day, and you're seeing reflected on the draft board. So, you really have to stay on top of everything right now because, you know, a lot of people will say that uh, he, it, you know, don't draft early because of all the uncertainty. But again, you get values early on, and these injuries could easily happen week one. So, there are a lot of drafts this weekend. I can tell you that. I know I got a big draft on Sunday. I have my home link the following Sunday. So, you know, this is, you know, the big draft weekends are ahead. Uh, The next few weekends are obviously going to be really big draft weekends. I mean, we're kind of running out of draft weekends here. We're getting closer to the start of the season. Got this weekend. Next weekend will be a big weekend. Then you got Labor Day weekend. And then the start of the season. You know, Labor Day weekend, August 31st, Saturday. September 1st, Sunday. September 2nd is Monday. Got our first game September 5th. Of course, we'll be doing... Our live draft's in Vegas, so you can still draft that weekend. It's not too late to come out. We'll be at the Palms. I'll be out there. Just come say what's up. Uh, we'll have fun. We'll watch games. We'll draft. So uh, I got a draft out there Saturday, September 7th. That beat Adam Ronas League is sold out. But, again, we have another one on Friday. People already talking trash. Big Phil who's a loyal participant in our leagues, saying that I'm going down. So I guess he's joining the league, and I should be shook. Uh, he'll also be in Vegas drafted against me. Didn't work out that well for him last year. I think he was in the league, was he? I thought he was. I can't remember. My memory used to be so much better. But that's this is what fantasy football is about. Meeting new people, having fun, talking trash. And uh, hopefully I'll walk away with the money once again. But it's time right now. But head on over to playffwc.com. Hop into draft tonight. And if you can make it on Friday, 10 p.m. Eastern, you can see it. It's in the lobby. The online championship beat out of Monas League. So come join and uh, take me down all right well have bob long coming up 3 40 p.m eastern big event this week king's classic and uh expo on sunday so he'll give you information on that at the pro football hall of fame so we'll let him talk about that event maybe you could head out there and participate looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun unfortunately i cannot get out there it was late invitation and uh, i committed to something else where i'm the commissioner of the uh but kind of a local high-stakes league on Sunday, fun league. So, unfortunately, can't make it. Maybe next year I'll make it, but I definitely want to get out there. Uh, you know, a fantasy football community is great. You know, all the events that we have. Uh, and, again, I've been out there the last two years in Vegas for our play FFWC, and it's really great contest, the setup. It's just a real fun time, man, and looking forward to it. We were in the Real World Suite last year, and the Palms will be there again. So, just a, it's a great community. Everyone getting together, having fun. Of course, we're all competing for those big prizes. But we all are friends, watch games, and just have a good time out in Vegas. So looking forward to that. Uh, Some more injury news here with Kenyon Drake. So he was in a boot today. And Dolphins coach Brian Flores said that Drake has a foot injury, and it's going to take a while to heal. I don't know what a while means because everyone has a different interpretation. They are hopeful that he'll play week one. So week one's about, what, 22 days away? So I don't know if that's a while or not. But obviously, Kalen Balazs is going to see his stock move up a little bit. They do have Mark Walton and Miles Gaskin, who was drafted in the seventh round. So... You know, Drake's stock has been falling anyway because we've seen Kalen Balage work a lot with the ones. Now, we did not see Drake fall last night, but again, this news came down today. So, in on the online championship last night, Kenyon Drake, we saw him go as the RB26 in round six. And Kalen Balage, who has probably seen his stock probably rise more than anyone, I would say. or definitely one of the biggest risers from two months ago to now, or even a month ago, he was the RB 43 in round nine. So I have to think that'll probably rise in some of the drafts tonight. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see where he goes. Uh, as it looks like he's going to get a bulk of the workload. His ADP right now in the FFWC is 106 for Kalen Balage. He's gone as early as 87, as late as 129. And Kenyon Drake has uh, really fallen. 71 is his ADP. Early as 56, as late as 95. In fact, the last draft, he went at 95. So, wow, he is just falling down draft boards right now. And I thought he might have been a value at that point because we know he can still catch the football, but we just don't know the extent of this injury. So that's the big issue. The other thing that was standing out is Damian Harris because the, I was watching, uh, following Patriots beat riders yesterday, and they are like, we haven't seen Damien Harris, and I was like, "What is going on with him?" And apparently, he's got a little minor hand wrist injury, so that explains why we didn't really see Harris much. Uh, obviously, Sony Michelle is the lead back there, but Michelle is injury prone. You know, he's had knee issues going back a while. He had the knee scope in the off season, and you know the Patriots want to run the football, and they drafted Harris in the third round. So, I've, I've taken hit. Harris in a couple of drafts, and I still think. You know, he's someone that you probably are not going to use early on in the season, so it really comes down to your roster construction, what you have at that point. But his ADP is 112 right now. You'll probably see it drop a little bit. Again, not someone that I'm reaching for, but in the right spot, if I need a running back in those rounds, and he's there, um, I'm not afraid to take him, knowing that I might not get much from him early in the year. And that's where roster construction comes in. Because if you take a running back that might be dealing with an injury. You take an A.J. Green, Damian Harris might not be the best fit for your roster. You know, you can take some risks, but you don't want to have three, four guys on your roster that you know going in aren't going to do much for you early weeks. It's a long season, and we're looking forward to the postseason, but you still got to get through the first few weeks, man. You got to get points. So that's where the roster construction comes into play, and I've seen it. Uh, guys take major risks. Now, I think we went over a team a couple days ago where it was just like Gordon, Zeke, Green, just a ton of risk. Now, if you play in 10, 15 leagues, you can do that in one league because you say, all right, you know what, this will be my all-risk team. And you look at it and say, if everything pans out, this, this could be great because, say, Zeke's back week one, Melvin Gordon's back week one, A.J. Green misses one or two weeks, you got all those guys at a discount, and boom you could potentially could hit. But if you're doing one or two teams, you don't want to take that approach because that could backfire and your team could just be a disaster by week three if a lot of those things don't pan out. So that's where roster construction comes into play. And especially for a guy like Damian Harris, uh, on where to take him. And I'm sure this news might drive him down a little bit because we know going into the year, probably not going to be a big role yet. You're if you're taking Harris, you're basically kind of betting against Sony Michelle. Where you feel like, all right, this is—he's not gonna last. Um, So that—that's something to keep an eye on. Speaking of the Patriots, Nikhil Harry is back at practice today. He was dealing with ankle, hamstring, uh, toe injury—a variety of these. Uh, But you know, he had two catches, 36 yards in the preseason opener. And you know, I think Harry were there were some negative reports and it was pushing him down some draft boards. I still like Nikhil Harry, man. He's a big big-body receiver. And if you look at that receiving core for New England, a lot of question marks right now. And you lose Gronk, who's a big red zone. threat. They really don't have a tight end to replace him. Ben Watson suspended four games to begin the year. Matt Lacoste is there. Yes, Julian Edelman should be healthy and good to go for week one, but he's not a guy that's going to score a ton of touchdowns. So, yes, they'll run in the red zone, and it'll present Sony Michelle a lot of opportunities, and James White catch a pass out of the backfield, but I wouldn't sleep on Nikhil Harry. Uh, and I've always said this, you know, I want players, you know, their price to be driven down in the preseason. Now they have to win jobs. But it looks like Harry will be fine. I mean, he went as the 58th receiver off the board in the online championship last night in round 10, and round 10. Uh, and that's that's a fine spot to take him, man. There definitely is upside there. As you see in this format, the receivers go heavy. So this will not be the case in your home league because you'll see the quarterbacks go. So, again, that's where you have to know the league format, the structure, but Nikhil Harry, still someone that's on my radar uh, that I, I think can you know score a lot of touchdowns. He's that big body that you want in the red zone. Lots more ahead as we continue to go over some of the latest news, what it means for your fantasy team. You're listening to full-time fantasy sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
0: Two
2: three four five six This full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam is here until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Wednesday afternoon. Is getting a little bit closer to the start of the football season, but a lot's going on right now. And you need to head on over to fulltimefantasy.com to make sure you're caught up on everything. Get my rankings updated. Use the promo code ronus 50 Get your first two months for the price of one. Don't miss out on that. NFL preseason is here with another slate of games this week. And season-long fantasy football drafts are in full swing. Head on over to rotoexperts.com and check out the NFL 365 fantasy football package, including the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the internet. Davis, Maddock, and the Roto Experts have you covered with dynasty, season-long, and best ball formats, giving you an edge regardless of what type of season-long fantasy football you play. Save 10% at RotoExperts.com with promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with promo code FNTSY. The NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at RotoExperts.com. All right, let's take a look at some of the other news going on in the NFL right now, and a lot of it is injuries, and you know, it's always tricky trying to evaluate some of these injuries here in the preseason because teams are going to be very cautious. There's no need to put players out there, especially veterans, guys who are established. You really don't need to see them in the preseason, but we have to interpret, okay, are these injuries serious, or are the teams just being cautious, and it's always dicey, especially as we're drafting right now. We don't want to overreact, but at the same time, we don't want to get stuck with a player that could be dealing with an injury. And, you know, we talked about Andrew Luck, and we've already seen his price really drop, and I, it will continue to. And it makes sense for Andrew Luck, though, because it's a quarterback. We know it's a deep position. There's no need to spend a high pick on him if there's cloudiness surrounding him right now, which there is. And, you know, some people are going to take the optimistic viewpoint and say, you know what? It's a value. You know, he could be ready week one, week two. And we saw the year Luck had last year, 39 touchdowns. The offensive line is improved. It was so good last year. And they brought more weapons. So with Luck, it comes down to your risk factor. Where's the value? And, of course, you can get a backup quarterback. So I see both sides to it. In most instances, I'm probably going to pass. And, again, I'm doing two drafts tonight. So, we'll find out whether I take luck. I can tell you one of them. I probably won't. It's only a 16-round draft. I don't want to take two quarterbacks in that format. So, I'm not going to risk it. Because if you take luck right now, you, you probably have to take a backup. Because you don't know for what you want. I mean, unless a lot of other teams in the league don't take the backup quarterback, and you can go to the wave wire if it opens up before the year. And that's where you really have to know your league rules. You know... Always ask, does the waiver wire open up before the start of the season? Because that influences how you draft. There are some leagues where you cannot go to the waiver wire before the opening of the season. And if that's the case, you got to get your kicker in defense should you start one. So that's where I always say, know the league rules. It's very, very important because it can influence the way you draft. And, you know, we see in a lot of our leagues, teams don't take a, a kicker or a defense knowing that they can get off the waiver wire. Uh, the online championship that I saw last night seemed like. Uh, Almost every team took a defense. One team took two, which is just absurd. One team took two defenses and two kickers, man. Come on, man. What are you doing? You are just wasting roster spots. You don't need two kickers on your team. You don't need two defenses. And especially here in August, where you have several weeks of the season starts. And we're already seeing injuries. And you're going to see some players move up depth charts. So... Please don't do that. And, again, that's why it's always good to look at draft boards, learn from other people's mistakes. And, I mean, you're just throwing picks away. You know what's going to happen, right? Kicker and the defense are going to be cut first week. It doesn't make any sense. And I keep repeating it, and people keep doing it, but I guess not everyone's listening. But that's good for you guys who do listen because you take advantage of it and you see a team uh, not maximizing the value of their roster spots. All right, Amari Cooper. He's been out of practice, dealing with a heel injury. They're saying that it's plantar fascia irritation. Uh, According to reports, he should be fine. It's just kind of managing through a little bit of pain. It's not as serious as plantar fasciitis, which we know is not good. But all indications are he'll be there in week one. I'm not dropping him down my board, and it looks like people haven't either. He went as the 11th receiver off the board in our online championship last night. He's generally been going in the late second, early third. His ADP is twenty-seven, so that's early third round. I like him in that spot, man. I'll take him there. Uh, and you know, I, I I keep hearing people say about Amari Cooper, he'll give you some good games and some terrible games. It's a new team. I can't really look at what he did with Oakland and base my analysis on that because he had Carr as his quarterback. Not that Dak Prescott is a superstar, but when he came over to Dallas last year, he helped the Cowboys offense. He's going to get the targets. There's not a lot here in this offense to, that, that command targets. I mean, if Zeke's there, yes, he's going to catch some passes. Gallup is going to get his. Remember, Gallup's targets went up when Amari Cooper came to Dallas. Everyone thinks it's the opposite. Not true. And Gallup had a lot of one-on-ones where he was open and him and Dak just weren't on the same page consistently, but with a full offseason here, uh, I think it should help. So I like Cooper and maybe this injury pushes him down just a little bit. Maybe he falls early third. I'll take him there. I just think even with Dallas, we saw a little bit of inconsistency. Obviously he had that huge game of over 200 yards and that's what he's capable of and with a full offseason to learn the playbook and get that connection with Dak, it's only going to help a guy like Cooper. People don't realize how difficult it is during the middle of a season to change teams and succeed. I think people are expecting it to be way worse for Cooper because we see free agents at the wide receiver position change teams, have an entire offseason, and struggle to a new environment. And Cooper did a pretty good job. So, you know, this. I think this might push him down the draft board just a little bit. And I'll still take him. I'll still take him in the early third round. You know, I think he's uh, in that area where you have, you know, there's some questions with those wide receivers. So I'm not moving him down the draft board yet. I mean, if you have Cooper and another receiver ranked very close and that receiver is healthy, I could see going with him right now if you're drafting tonight. You know, it makes sense. If you're using a tiebreaker, I mean, and sometimes you have to do that. You go, okay, well, let me see. Cooper, Cooper Diggs. Well, Diggs is healthy right now. He's fine. If you have him that close, you can go with Diggs. You know, maybe the same thing, you know, with T.Y. Hilton and someone else. Maybe you got T.Y. Hilton and Keenan Allen close. And you go, you know what? Questions with Andrew Luck. I'll, I'll take Keenan Allen instead. So they're, they're kind of tiebreakers when you're looking at those scenarios. I think you can use it. It's realistic. Um, Antonio Brown, obviously, back with the team. We don't know when he's going to practice. I did not get to see hard knocks yet, so I'll, I'll see when I can get to that. Uh, but that's something to to take note of here. I mean, Brown, I think, is someone that people are starting to get a little worried about. You know, he went last night on the turn, wide receiver 12. No problem with that. And the second round, again, I think the efficiency goes down. I don't think you're going to see a ton of touchdowns, but you will see a ton of volume. So I'm okay with them there late second round. Not a target for me, but um th- and it's funny cuz that late that late uh second round now with the one and two picks I was liking it a few weeks ago now you look at it there's a lot of question marks there. There's not a lot of players I feel great about on that 2-3 turn now. Cuz look what you're dealing with there. Todd Gurley, Mari Cooper, Antonio Brown, Melvin Gordon, Kerryon Johnson, T.Y. Hilton, Brandon Cooks. There's a lot of question marks there. It's funny. The guy you might feel best about right now is Kerryon Johnson. And who would have thought that a couple weeks ago? Because that was a guy going late third round, early fourth round. And all of a sudden, the departure of Theo Riddick has people feeling good about Kerryon Johnson. You could understand why. But, yeah, you know, that's what it is. There's There's a lot of question marks here with these players. There's all warts and flaws. And you kind of are trying to avoid the disastrous pick, the pick that's going to sink your team. And that's one of the key aspects of fantasy football. you got to try and avoid those landmines. And uh, there definitely are going to be a few there that uh, are going to sink teams. And the goal is to avoid those. Uh, Keep an eye on here, Darren Waller, Raiders tight end. He's been dealing with a little bit of a shoulder injury. uh, But he did practice yesterday. And uh, looks like he's going to be the starting tight end, so or he should be competing for that job. He's someone that I would take late in the draft at the tight end position if you're looking for some upside late. They lost a lot of targets. Jared Cook, you know, received a lot of targets in that offense last year, and we talked about it in the first hour a little bit. You now the the tree for targets there with this team is uh, pretty pretty thin. You know, you got Antonio Brown. We know he's going to get his Tyrell Williams. Hunter Renfrow looks like he'll be in the slot. So, there, there could be an opportunity here for Waller if he can show some things. Big body target. And we know that the Raiders are going to be trailing. It's not a very good team. Should be passing quite a bit. So, uh, Waller is someone that I'm looking at at the tight end position late. You know, especially if you miss out on uh, some of your targets. And looking to see here where Waller went. He went as the 19th tight end off the board in round 14 yesterday. I like taking him in that spot. Right around the, yeah, right around the, that, that's the area where I kind of have him ranked. There's definitely some upside there. You know, you got some of those boring tight ends going after, you know, I'd take him over Witten. I'd take him over Rudolph. You know, what's the ceiling for Rudolph in that offense? It's not very high. Could make a case for taking Hawkinson over him who went one pick later. But you know, those are two upside tight ends that could pan out. We know it's very difficult for those rookie tight ends to really make big, that big of an impact, but you know, you, you never know. Uh, it could work out. So that's definitely a guy I think I would take a shot on for sure. Um, also saw that George Kittle was dealing with a calf injury. He didn't practice yesterday. today. Uh, this happened last year, too. I think he had like a shoulder issue, and it kind of scared me off of him, and it sucked. Uh, but Kittle... Has been banked up in the past, but no need to downgrade him yet. Hopefully, this is nothing significant for Kittle, who's going in the third round of a lot of drafts. When we return, I'll be jo- joined by Bob Lung, big guy, fantasysports.com, also the author of the Fantasy Football Consistency Guide. It's a big event this weekend, so let you know what it is next here on Full Time Fantasy.
0: You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge.
2: It is Full Time Fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network out of Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Wednesday afternoon. Don't forget, check out all my work, fulltimefantasy.com. Use the promo code RONIS50. Get your first two months for the price of one. Joining me now it is Bob Long, big guy fantasysports.com, also the author of the Fantasy Football Consistency Guide. Bob has a huge event this weekend, and we want people to attend. Bob, let us know what's going on this weekend at the Pro Football Hall of Fame.
4: It is a busy weekend in Canton, Ohio, my friend. Uh, first off, Saturday, August 17th at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And yes, uh, folks, if you are in the area, you can come and watch this live. But it is the second annual King's Classic Fantasy Football Expert Draft we have 28 of the best sites in the country being there. We did this last year. Um, you know, Everybody from the guys from Full Time Fantasy, of course, Scott Atkins, uh, Mike Clay from ESPN, Brad Evans from Yahoo, Dave Ricard from CBS Sports, Bob Harris, Jeff Radcliffe, uh, our, our good friend Corey Parsons representing Guru Elite, uh, Anthony Barons. I could go on and on, uh, and, and all these other great sites, NFL.com, footballguys.com. Uh, Roto Ballers, all these guys are going to be there representing uh, their sites, and that is happening at the Pro Football Hall of Fame from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. It will be live on Sirius Fantasy Sports Radio. Um, but again, if you just buy an admission and come and tour the hall, you can stop in the two rooms and watch the drafts live. We're going to do an auction from 10 to 2, or about 10 to 1, uh, will be the first draft, and then the snake draft will be from 2 to 4, uh, and both rooms will be used. Uh, at the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame, so you can come and watch that. Uh, then the next day, we're doing the uh, first annual 2019 Midwest Fantasy Football Expo. So a lot of these guys that are going to be at this event, or uh, the Kings Classic, are coming down for the Expo on Sunday. That will be held at the Cultural Center in downtown Canton, which is about two miles from the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And you can get your tickets for that at MidwestFFExpo.com. And uh, you come and check us out. We're going to have six hours from noon to 6, live podcast stage, live main event stage, where people will come. And, and of course, this is all powered by Full-Time Fantasy Sports. Uh, They're the main sponsor of this uh, expo. So we thank Scott and everybody uh, at the group there for that. Uh, But, again, you can come. Bring all your questions. There's going to be 30 booths, over 40 experts uh going to be there. We're doing live panel discussions on everything from draft strategies to auction strategies to dynasty to sleepers, bust. you name it. You can come and ask all the questions you want. We're going to be there all day. There's going to be food trucks so you can eat. Uh, it's just going to be a great fantasy football weekend in Canton, Ohio, man.
2: Now, this is the second year of the event as far as the drafts and Is this the first time you're putting this expo together?
4: Yes, this is the first time for the expo. I've always wanted to have what I'll call fantasy football's greatest weekend in Canton, Ohio, because that's what we call Hall of Fame weekend is football, NFL football's greatest weekend. Um, And so the draft was always my first idea for the Saturday, and the expo was always the the day two. Um, So that way people can, you know, if you're a big fantasy fan uh, and you've never been to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, it's the perfect weekend. You can come in and do it all. You can come tour the hall on Saturday, come check out the live drafts going on, and then after you're done touring the hall, take the evening off, come over and visit us. We're going to be at BW3 in North Canton, Ohio. Uh, come and visit us. We're all going to be there eating and drinking Saturday night, uh, chat with us, hang out, You know, buy us a beer, all that kind of fun stuff, and then the expo the next day. And uh, I just always wanted to make this in, happen in Canton, Ohio, because it's where I've lived all my life. So um, hopefully this is all going to come together and be the perfect event that we've always wanted it to be.
2: Yeah, I wish I could be there. Unfortunately, yeah. scheduling conflict, I can Hopefully I next you. year if this event hopefully. continues. But I advise anyone in the area who is are close to get out there because that's going to be good. Uh, you know, get a lot of expert insight from people you know and love. And that's what people want. They want to... Yeah. Right. get some advice and here's your opportunity to get it from a, a multitude of people in the industry who are analysts.
4: Yeah, definitely. It's kind of, there's, like you said, this is the best of the best. I mean, it, it's hard to, hard to find anything better.
2: All right. We're talking to Bob Long from big Guy as well as the author of the fantasy football consistency guide. And man, it just seems like we got a lot of injuries that we're dealing with right now in, fantasy football and a lot yeah. of drafts going on you know you got their big drafts this weekend we have to yeah, make yeah. decisions here and you know one of the big ones is andrew luck now mm-hmm. it's easy you could say hey you know what i'm not paying for a quarterback i'll let him slide but at some point you have to decide is there enough value to jump in you know how are you handling andrew look right now and one of our online championship drafts last night he went as the qb9 is that enough of a value to take him knowing hey i can get a backup quarterback or just you're a little bit worried because we really don't have a definitive diagnosis on what's wrong with him.
4: Yeah, isn't it weird that just two years ago we were going through the same thing with his shoulder? You know, it was we started off, you know, middle of the summer. Oh, he'll be fine. He'll be ready. He'll be back week one. And then as we got closer, he got sketchier and sketchier. And the next thing you know, he misses the whole year. Um, because it's not his arm and he's never been much of a mobile quarterback anyway, I guess I'm a little less concerned in this scenario. Um, But, yeah, I've actually moved him on my tier draft list down to quarterback eight. So, yeah, quarterback nine is pretty fair. Um, I I feel like, you know, you could easily grab him, let's say, maybe in the ninth or tenth round and get maybe Big Ben or, you know, uh, something like that, Jameis Winston, uh, to have just as, you know, uh, some protection depending on how far the quarterbacks are dropping. Um, But I think, yeah, I mean, that's certainly worth the risk because you know that offense is going to click if he's healthy. Um, We hope he he comes back for week one. But if it's week two or three and then then he's healthy, the deck still could be some great value. So, yeah, I think that's a good spot for him at this point.
2: Do you downgrade any of the weapons on the Colts right now? I mean, T.Y. Hilton is generally a guy that's going late second, early third. We saw a couple years ago with Andrew Luck, he did not put up those upper echelon numbers.
4: Close. Yeah, Yeah, so is he
2: a guy that you move down a little bit right now?
4: Absolutely, I would probably even stay away from him at this point just because of that scenario. Um, Now again, if he falls, you know, now if he falls into the fourth or fifth round and he's my wide receiver three, it's a different scenario. I just don't know if he'll fall that much. Um, I, you know, I I, I see the, but I, I, I definitely will not be picking him if he's still going to second or third. Just a few years ago, like like you you said, said, when Andrews was not there, uh, Andrews was not there all year. I think he was somewhere around 35 or 40 percent consistent that season. Definitely by far one of his worst consistency seasons of all time because Andrew wasn't there. Jacoby Brissett was good, but not good enough to get him the ball, uh, you know, as well. But I think somebody like an Ebron or Jack Doyle will certainly benefit because you know Brissett will be much better and probably use those guys more often as a uh, you know kind of a security blanket.
2: How did, how does it affect a guy like Marlon Mack?
4: Well, I think they have a great offensive line. We know they have a great offensive line, so my thought is they probably use him even more, and especially if he gets involved in the passing game, um, I think that he will be, you know, as long as he stays healthy, and that's always been the key with Mac. Uh, I think he'll be a very effective back um, in that scenario, even with Brissette.
2: The Dolphins' running back situation, Kenyon Drake's dealing with a foot injury. He's unlikely to play the rest of the preseason, and he we don't know if he'll be ready for week one, and it looks like the Dolphins are saying, no surprise, that Kalen Balaj will be the starting running back until Drake returns. Right. Balaj is a guy who we've really seen his stock rise. I mean, if you did early drafts, you were getting him cheap. I know I did it in a couple weeks right. now. Yeah that price is going up and you know in our online championship draft last night he went as rb43 in round 9 i think it's the night draft you'll probably see him pushed up a, a couple of rounds is it viable to take him or is he going to become overvalued in an offense that you know i don't think many people expect to be that good
4: right yeah and i think you hit it right there on the nose is that offense isn't going to be very good i mean drake certainly had some value in the fourth, fifth, maybe sixth round, um, he was going probably around RB 20 to 25, um, and I think that was a fair spot for him. I think he's definitely better, the better running back out of the two, uh, but that offense is going to be so bad. I mean, I could see in a PPR format getting a lot of you know catches out of the backfield and that kind of stuff. So I think the consistency could be there for Drake because, again, last year he was top 24 consistency-wise even in the mess that he was in with Adam Gase and company in the last year. So if he can stay healthy, I think Drake's fine. Belage uh, again, if I can get him in the sixth, seventh, eighth round, you know, where he's falling, you know, get him as my RB three or four, then I'm okay with it because he could break out and be valued, um, you know, if Drake doesn't come back quickly. But I'd, I wouldn't reach too high for him.
2: I'm sure you've done a ton of drafts by now, and obviously a lot has changed. Do you feel, is there a spot now where you like picking best in a draft, or is it just you'll take anywhere? Because I think <laughs> for the most part, a lot of people are like, oh, I want a top four pick. Well, if you have four right now, you got to have to make a decision on Ezekiel Elliott, and right. days keep going by, and he's not in camp. Uh, middle rounds, in the middle of the round, people don't like it sometimes. Because you have to decide, all right, am I going to take the receiver? What's the running back going to look on the way back? Uh, I think, again, I think two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I want a top four pick. I don't know if people are saying that anymore. Where do you stand on where to pick?
4: Well, it's interesting. I just released my annual, what I call the perfectly consistent draft. And I do uh, 12 articles. So I do a a draft on Fantasy Pros. um, And I show people how not only does my team get ranked very high, usually number one or number two with a grade of at least an A or or higher, a minus or or higher. higher. But But I also show the consistency of the players that I'm drafting to show that you can, from any position, come up with a very good, perfectly consistent draft that you can feel comfortable about your overall numbers and your consistency numbers. So I don't have a problem either way if I had a choice. I actually like the end of the first round because I love going with the double superstar stud receivers like a Julio or a Beckham. Um, And then coming back in round three, four, get those solid uh, running backs like Mack, uh, you know, um, Chris Carson, Kenyon – not Kenyon Drake um, – Who am I thinking of Um, carry on Johnson, those kind of guys at three and four, and then coming back and looking at, you know, the potential for tight end third receiver, that kind of stuff. And I think my teams, every time I draft there seem to look better on paper than the ones that I'm picking at other spots, but I'll I'll pick from anywhere. I'm not afraid.
2: Yeah. I mean, I generally feel the same way. I actually do have pick 12 in my draft on Sunday. So uh, that might be, might be a strategy. Do you know what pick you have in your draft this weekend?
4: No, so we don't do it until five minutes before we draw cards, and then we kind of do what they call, what's it called, Kentucky Derby, where you, you know, if you have the first pick, you can pick wherever you want. Um, So if you have the number one pick, you can pick fourth if you feel that's what you want. Um, We do it five minutes before so nobody can kind of, quote, be prepared because, hey, we're supposed to be some of the best of the best, right? We should be able to draft right off the top of our head, so. Um, so I think it's kind of fun that way. And then the auction draft, uh, obviously the auction draft, but, uh, now I don't know. And again, I'm, I'm fine wherever, wherever it happens, it happens. But I think if I have an early pick, like I said, if I have a choice, I might take that end of first round because that seems to be the spot. I kind of like my team's the best at.
2: How have people responded to that? Cause I kind of like it. And you know, a lot of people like to know beforehand, they plan it out, but I kind of like the
4: spontaneity of it. Well, it was funny. So I put it to vote because I had some people arguing with me like, well, I, I want to know ahead of time so I can tell my listeners and my followers who, what my prep is or who I'm thinking of. Well, I put it to vote, and it got, it, it was voted down 10 to 4. So. <laughs> sure. so, and 10 people liked the spontaneity, so we went with the spontaneity.
2: All right. Again, Bob Lung, uh, let them know pretty quickly where they can find you this weekend.
4: Uh, you can find me at the Pro Football Hall of Fame on Saturday, Fantasy Football Expo on, on Sunday. Again, MidwestFFExpo.com. Get your tickets ahead of time. Use code Big save $5, and that way you can just walk in and you don't have to wait in line to get tickets.
2: All right, Bob, thanks a lot, and uh, we'll talk to you next week to see how the draft and how the event went. Love
4: to. Yep, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on.
2: All right, Bob Long, big guy, fantasysports.com, and the author of the Fantasy Football Consistency Guide. Check out that event in Ohio this weekend. We will come back grab wrap it up here on Full-Time Fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It is Full-Time Fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Got Ronis here for a few more minutes, but don't worry. You can check me out, FullTimeFantasy.com. Use the promo code RONIS50. Get your first two months for the price of one. Get the latest updated rankings. Just made a few changes. We'll continue to make more. And have a ton of content up there. You could also find some of my work at Sports Illustrated, SI.com fantasy section. Just posted an article on wide receiver strategy and some are, uh, receivers to target. Also, have a running back handcuff article, a QB strategy article, a debate on Todd Gurley on what to do with him. So, several articles up there. More to come. And our preseason pro picks from some of the top high stakes players around Kimmer Sleischer, Brad Cruz. Mark Deming, Sean Childs, Dr. Otto, all up there. Bill Enright. Mine will be up next week as we give you a sleeper, a bust, a breakout, a bounce back, and a stash and cash player. So these are very valuable. And if you have any questions, you could ask them on the message boards and the forums any time you want. So definitely worth uh, the investment. And check it out today. And you will see that uh, really good content. And especially now if you join us, I'm going to take you basically through almost two months of the season. So you can see what we do during the week with our waiver wire recommendations, Fab Guide, Stock Watch, and more. Uh, Some quick news here. Uh, It looks like uh, NBC Sports' Joe Fan is uh, saying that Chris Carson will take at least two-thirds of the workload with Rashad Penny getting the rest, saying that Penny is the clear number two in the one-two punch, and Penny will see a few series per game. Again, if the Seahawks continue to employ their first-run heavy offense, It'll be fine for Penny. And I've kind of thought that the whole way. And I still like Penny. And I hope this drives him down the draft board. Uh, Because Carson is very good. But he is, you know, also kind of injury prone. He breaks a lot of tackles, which invites more contact. So you have to definitely take that into account. But I still like Penny. The key is... Will the Seahawks defense take a step back and put them in a spot where they have to throw? So that is something to keep an eye on. But I still like Penny. And I think this uh, might push him down the draft board, which means good value. Just because he's not getting a big workload in earlier, it doesn't mean that he can't at some point this season. It's a long year. That wraps it up here, but again, check me out, playffwc.com. The Beat Adam Ronis Draft, Friday night, 10 p.m. Eastern. Step up. I'll be back Thursday afternoon, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have a great day.